Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, episode 19. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and returning to the co host chair is my beautiful friend, Bross DeWitt. How you going, dude? Hey, boy. Hey, boy. What's happening? Uh, not much. Not much? No, let's, let's time to go. Time to go home. Oh, okay, alright. <laughs> so I'll end it here, though. No, he- he- like, how's it going? Oh, yeah, not too bad, I suppose. Not too bad? <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my, my elongated absence has finally ended. Uh, everything seems to be back in place now, which is great. Yeah, I had a few people ask, um, just like, how are you going, like, at PAX and all that. So, do, do you want to, like update the audience of yeah yeah i'll elaborate a bit so um in case anybody didn't read who may be listening uh my mother went in for major surgery uh, a couple weeks back uh had to get a disc replaced in her back it was really quite uh, frightening because she could have came out as a quadriplegic and uh that would have been terrible for somebody who's you know a new grandmother and you know it, it, it's such a wrenching thing i suppose as a grandparent when you can't interact with your grandchild and like, it brought a lot of heavy heart on me. I really wanted to go see her in Adelaide and stuff. And she kept telling me, no, no, it's a waste of money. But you know what it's like. They're your parents. Yeah. Um, but she's come out of that surgery. She's in full recovery mode. She's back to her naggy self. And <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she's doing really well. Uh, one thing I did want to mention today is I want to thank Flinders Medical in Adelaide uh, for doing such a fantastic job they looked after her really well they sent her home at the right time they got everything correct she's just smooth sailing from now she needs to stop lifting so much and actually recover but as as long as as long as she keeps going the way she's going and maybe eases off the heavy workload a little bit that's the problem your mum's a doer so oh yeah she doesn't stop yeah you know she she just insists like it's the same with Evie. She'll have her around for a little bit, sort of thing, and then she'll be like, "Oh, hey, um, you know, I'm getting tired now." Like four hours later, I'm like, "So how long ago were you tired?" She's like, "An hour and a half." I'm like, "Call me sooner," you know. But you know, it's a grandchild, so I can't really suffer from that either. Yeah. So, but yes, um, thank you, Flinders Medical, for doing such a wonderful bang up job. And I'm glad that she's on the road to recovery. It's taken a lot off my mind knowing that the surgery's over and I can come back to my seat and not have to be stressed <laughs> about the whole week waiting to hear news, which has been yeah. the past month in a nutshell. Man, I couldn't even imagine being in that position, just how worrying it is. Just Well, I mean, you know, I've, I've, had, I've had people in recent history who's, who've had their parents die you know, yeah, yeah. sort of thing. And they're, they're good friends of mine. Um, and, you know, I, I'm glad it didn't go that far, but the thought of the thought of my mother coming out of hospital with no movement in her arms and legs is a terrifying one. It kind of meant that, you know, I would have to go into full care mode. Well, when she got back, you know, I asked her if she needed anything or if she needed anything done or, you know, or, or I took my daughter around there to see her because that cheers her up sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, you know, um, the fir- the first couple weeks back were obviously the hardest. She couldn't move. She had a neck brace on pretty much twenty four seven. So uh, yeah, it was just kind of waiting until she was slotted back into her normal self. Mm. And now that she is, yeah, I'm glad to be back. 
stress-free. R- relatively stress-free. Relatively stress-free. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a recovery thing. She's not quite yeah. done yet, but she's over that hill she's gonna get there yeah she's yeah. over that hill she's not like there's there was no, there's been no complications so far you know it's been you know probably about three weeks so halfway until she, until they sort of sign off and go yeah you're all right you can go back to your desk job yeah so what's she so what's she doing at the moment just sitting at home uh sitting at home and sort of just gradually getting into like exercises and stuff like that to try and work it around it because you get to think about that that's that's a whole disc in your upper spine that had to be replaced like what's it re- like i know this is meant to be a tenno podcast we're getting some medical discussions <laughs> here but what is uh the like is it replaced like a metal disc or uh no plastic believe it or not okay yeah, yeah it's really strange um but the way it was before she had it replaced she had a spur in it right yeah so <laughs> That pointy thing that hits a nerve ending, the wrong nerve ending, and severs that nerve ending, that's it. Well, especially the spine, yeah. Well, yeah. Lower... Imagine what that feels like. Well, the thing is, is if it was the lower back, it would have affected the legs, sure. But because it was upper back, it affected both. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, serious, serious trouble. If she ended up in a wheelchair and was still able to use her arms, I suppose it would be, you know, a lot less big of a deal in a sense. I'm not saying that, you know, losing the loose of, losing the use of your legs is... Uh, you know, a not, good thing. Not ideal. Not ideal, obviously. No. But like the the frightening thought of her not being able to do literally anything, and she's just fifty. You know, that's mm. that's crazy. Yeah. You, know, you hear about that type of thing in eighty to one hundred. One hundred. Well, you know, being in a wheelchair and yeah, I'll having be, to be codependent like crazy. I'll be dead long before I'm 100. <laughs> well, but you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah. 50 years old is really young for something like that to happen. I know that it happens to younger people as a as a consequence of, you know, Ill, unfortunate accidents or such. Mm. But for natural causes, 50 is young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but, mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, thank God you're back because... It's a. It is hard. It's hard to like get guests <laughs> and stuff. But yeah, um, I yeah. want to thank uh, the, the uh, two lots of guests that come on. Jono Peck, who come on one episode, and uh, the guys from uh, Nintendo by Numbers. Thank you very much for coming on. I would also like to thank them for filling in. Yeah, <laughs> filling in my slot. Thanks, you got, you, guys. You saved me a big one. <laughs> you, you got some big shoes to fill here. Both <laughs> literally. Yeah. That's because my feet are size thirteen. Okay. He's got huge feet. I've got huge feet. He's got huge everything. He's, 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 a, he's a big boy. Thanks, ass. I didn't mean it like that, <laughs> shit bastard. I know. I'm kidding. You put your hand. Put your hands up to mine. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he's got. Yeah. Right, I got a. I got. That, that, so that's great for audio listeners. They're like, oh yeah, he's got big hands. He's got big hands. Just, too, just imagine. Just imagine big Shrek hands. All right. All right. Yeah. Just um, not green. Yeah. Okay. And now I'm getting defensive. L- less Mike Myers. Nope. Yeah. 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 All right. So, Bryce, uh, a little game came out uh, a week ago called Mario Odyssey. I've been waiting to talk about it all week. Same. I ha- last time I saw you, we just didn't talk about it because I sort of wanted to save it for the uh, the show. <clears throat> that and you weren't finished with it, and I wasn't finished with it. Right. So this episode, we're going to be discussing Mario Odyssey. Uh, no spoilers, uh, at least for post game. We'll probably discuss a fair bit throughout the main campaign. Yep. Because uh, it's actually relatively. You know, relatively short. Yeah, yeah. If you just go through it, um, so <clears throat> I want to start on just how much time you put into it on the first weekend because I I was at PAX, I was I, I was playing a bit here and there, I was talking to people, looking at other stuff. You're 
My voice is all croaky. You were at home just playing the crap out of this game. Smashing it out. So how much did you put into it? I think about 40 hours and three days. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I spent so much time on Mario Odyssey. um, Like, without, without skipping to like... This is the conclusion thought of it, like, too hard. It is absolutely what I wanted it to be. You know, uh, it, it captures everything that I loved about 64 Sunshine, puts it in a nice little bundle, you know. Um, when I picked up the game and played, you know, even just starting in the Hat Kingdom, going into Cascade, you know, I'm just like, everything feels familiar. It feels like Sandbox Mario, and I really love it. All the controls, I can imagine everything, like diving, long jumping, triple jumping, side jumping, wall jump, everything. The only thing that was new to me was rolling and cappy. Yeah. Those were the only two things. And once I'd learned how to use them, it was fine. But like, at the same time, just everything else, you knew how it sort of fit together. You're like, I know this, this is a Mario game and it's a pretty one at that. It, yeah, it's stunning, especially yeah. in um, like the water effects and oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Even Mario Galaxy, I think, had awesome looking water. You know, I'd, like go- going on into it, like uh, Tostarena, or as everyone knows as the uh, the Mexican desert level or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, it was was a bit of an eye opener for me in seeing how that game could be something a little bit more than just like a small level, which was great. And I had a couple of levels like that, which was awesome. Um, but there was also levels that really tested your use of acrobatics and stuff. Mm. Uh, it doesn't... The thing the thing that I love about it so much is um, it really tests your knowledge as a player and not... Like, it doesn't expect you to take the same path as everyone else. If there's something you can approach, you can approach it differently to someone else entirely. If you know If you know your way around the game well enough at that point. Mm. Um, and that's what kept me playing for 40 hours I wanted to know more you know I, w- I wanted to break the laws of the game sort of thing I wanted to be able to make large scale jumps and stuff just by knowing the mechanics not uh, not just by the typical way it tells you to do it yeah I just love sinking into a chair and just like thoroughly exploring the levels yeah the absolutely. only one I really got into was the uh, the desert level like I sat down and just played, and I think I've got like four four moons left. Right. Yeah. And like at first it looks pretty bare, but if you like you look really closely, you just like pick up all these little things. Yeah. Which absolutely. you notice. Like you go past a cactus and you're like, "What the hell's that on top of it?" And you throw your hat at it and you can move it, and the star comes out. You're like, "Huh." Yeah. <laughs> just like so, like so many small things you got to like look really carefully at. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it was a bit of a shift, really, because I mean. In previous Mario games, obviously, they had, like, a capped amount of stars per level. It was the same almost every single time. But it's very varied in Odyssey, and it really allows you to test your pathfinding skills. Mm. What do you think of not being kicked out of a level like you were in Mario 64 oh. in past games? I mean, the thing is, the thing is, is I can see the pros and the cons of it. I absolutely love it because it means I can just keep going. Yep. But, I, but the con is, is that it doesn't make doesn't make getting them feel as important true yeah and it doesn't um between stars and mario 64 the level like altered yeah between stars so it changed up the level whereas this it 
only really changes once you get a certain amount and you go through the story even the world changes a bit and it opens up the other moons I suppose but the different the difference in Odyssey I feel in that regard is that the the level opens up more depending on the stuff you find around you rather than you know yeah uh the way it transforms is that every single level has like a path of stars that leads to like what you would call the main stretch of stars or moons rather yeah. through the level and it'll eventually lead to something like a boss battle or whatever and that is that is where the level changes yeah do you know what i mean but outside that it doesn't really change and once you've done something you can't revert it back to the way it was before so you kind of just have to work around it yeah it's a lot more, lot more interactive on like within the levels yeah absolutely yeah. yeah it's a good way to um i don't know it was it was a good way to shake the formula in a sense because it meant like uh you could completely avoid all that stuff and just move on with you <laughs> move on move on after you've collected enough stars with the odyssey but then you'd be missing a fair chunk of it you know what i mean like yeah. it, it it becomes really important in a level when you you know go ahead and do the main set because once you've finished it, it generally means you've got the rest of the level open up to you. Mm. And it makes a massive difference, you know. Yeah. Um, Tostarina was a big example of that because you, you know, move the pyramid and it's going to be whole or whatever. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. He's like, huh. Yeah. And like, um, towards <coughs> the end of most levels, I'm, like, I'm going to get a few hints from Toad, see what's going on. And... Uh, some of them I go in there and I'm just like I cannot find it <laughs> where is it <laughs> yeah yeah because in the pyramid I had two left and I found one through like a secret hole or whatever and the other one I just could not find right I was, yeah. tr- I was trying to do I don't know if you remember this but you're on the, you're on the roof in the 2D section and uh, I was trying to like hop off a Goomba up to this pipe which was um, above so I was trying to get up the pipe yeah I was like maybe it's in there and it just wasn't. I was getting there, but it wasn't. Go, he wasn't going in, so I'm like, well, obviously not. Probably then. not there. Yeah. I'm like, where the hell is it then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get to poke around, poke your nose around a little mm. bit, and eventually you'll have find you completed something. any worlds yet? Uh, Moonwise, not, not really. No, because if, the thing is, is with having such a sheer amount of moons, is I feel like once I get to the point where I'm getting fair like a a fair few amount left it's mm. kind of like well i want to move on to the next world so i can just constantly get them again yeah um i i haven't been like going in there and completing them consistently because of that reason but then again i've also got uh our friend barry on the other hand who is going through and completing them one by one now that he's you know uh gone through and done as much soul searching as he can in the levels <laughs> Um, because I I I went I went all the way. Uh, I haven't I haven't completely collected all the moons yet, so I haven't got every single end how, bonus. How many are you on? Five hundred and thirty something. Yeah. Uh, I I took I took a break because I actually bought two games at the same time, which was Odyssey and Warriors. Yeah. Um, those were the two games I was really hankering for this month, so I was like, well. I'll get rid of get rid of get rid of some of my old collection. I don't need any more. I'll ask your uh, quick opinions on Warriors at, towards the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, Warriors. that's fine. Because yeah. um, I've only played like the tutorial of Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've played like three or four levels so far. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I got to there's you know you you take you take 
the end game as it is sort of thing without going too far into it you know you just collect more moons whatever it it's how it is the more you the more moons you collect the more likely you're going to unlock stuff right I think yeah. that's I think that's pretty obvious. So I I collected as much as I could and I got pretty much everything I think I can out of the game apart from you know something that might happen after all all of them are completed. Mm. But Do you know what it is? I don't want to know. No one else wants to know. But after all moons are completed, you know what it is? Uh I'm pretty sure I've seen what it is. Uh I'm not 100%, but at the same time I'd think I actually think more of a bonus comes from between there and then like the, the end of the story and the end of your moon collection yeah there, there's there is more content in there it's actually surprising how much they put in the end game of a mario game mm. um as as it is i was kind of just like wow geez um but it gave me a it gave me a reason to keep collecting stuff after the game had ended mm. and i'm glad i did i know that i know that i've still got 300 odd moons to go and I will get there. God, I, that's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's a lot of moons, and I will get there. But at this point, it's kind of just like it's the it's the type of thing where I can launch the game, get a couple moons casually, stop, sort of thing. Yeah, which is fine. You know, um, the for the the forty odd hours it took me to smash out as much as I could and get everything like forty hours of <laughs> worthy mention. Were you just playing all day? Yeah. 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 Because it would have um, had to be. yeah. that weekend, that weekend I didn't work at all. Uh, we weren't doing anything special, so I perfect. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just went hard. I didn't stop. I'm sure, um, a lot of p- people who are listening to this are just so envious. Like, oh, I wish I had that. Because <laughs> I know, I know at PAX, everyone was just like, oh, Mario's out. But man, we just don't have the time. And I, I was a uh, one day. I just, I sat in the uh, retro section in the beanbags. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna play some Mario. Three hours went by. I was like, oh, right, better get up and do something. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing as well, though, is we had that short discussion on Twitter. I would have loved to have been at PAX more. Don't get me wrong. But the time but the time that I did spend with Mario was incredible. And it may have only lasted me a weekend to get through most of the content. But I enjoyed every every step of it. I think and the, the story is just like such a minute part of it, though. It is, it? yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's not... Okay, it, I don't think it... Super Mario 64 was odd in that it was subtly very uh in your face. It was it was it's okay. It's like it it's like the Gruntilda the Gruntilda vibe where it's just like Bowser's mocking you or Peach is talking to you sort of thing in yeah. Super Mario 64 and that's where you get your information. But because it's in such a confined space, it's not like cross the leaps and bounds of the earth. Yeah. You know, it it's a bit of a different thing. But um I don't know. I just, it didn't need to have like a super strong story. It's like Zelda, where it's like if you get the main purpose of the game, it's it's perfectly reasonable. You know, I think I think the story, especially for a Mario game, I think it was it was good enough to sort of keep you interested throughout the game, and I think it ended really nicely. That's I think all. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it ended good. And there's there's context from you know characters around the world and stuff that helps as well. Like if you yeah. look at the speech bubbles and stuff, and that only expands after Endgame as well. Like that doesn't stop there. You know, if you walk around the levels and stuff like that, you'll be seeing NPCs you've never seen before and places you've never seen before, and yeah, stuff like that. I That's mean, good. I I presume like I've only just beaten the game and I'm doing the end game now. I presume there's a lot more that I haven't done. I'm just, I mean, how many moons do you have? That's the question. 
uh, I don't even know to be honest I finished the game and I've been collecting heaps and I haven't added them up yet okay so I don't know yep so yeah there, there is there is a couple of bonuses that are important that you should that you should keep note of and it, it is a reason to keep collecting moons because there is some neat stuff there yeah so go ahead and do that when you got the time I will because it, it is it is worth the time investment I assure you like Odyssey is actually in yesterday so about a week after the game come out that was the first time I actually played it on the TV the rest of the time was all on the actual the gamepad I played it on TV when I started because I was like man I really want to see this pretty Mario on the TV yeah like that's that's how it was and indefinitely it was really good I got, I will I will say that uh, the control method was a, is a bit janky like the fact that they recommend that you have detached Joy-Cons as the control method I haven't used that once no I haven't either but to do anything advanced like uh, the uh, Pro Controller does the same thing I know, but it's... Because you have to physically let go of the controller, it can cause complications in certain tech jumps and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, I started attempting, like, small speed path runs up until about the Lake Kingdom, Mm. right? Which is, you know, a little ways in. I I think I've pretty much got the hang of it, apart from, like, one little spec, and I kind of just replaced that with something else because I don't... I'll never catch that damn bird. (laughs) (laughs) um but the the thing is is that like uh when you practice that on a pro pro controller you're like yeah um having to waggle your arms around and shit like that and shaky controller you're like oh shit you know what i mean (laughs) what you got to (laughs) you have to shaky control all the damn time because like rolling is like the fastest method for example and then like sometimes you've got to for whatever reason, use your spin cappy to knock out some enemies so you can make the time to take a jump. Yeah. So you can't manually spin around. So you have to like flick your pro controller, but still keep your yeah. fingers. Like, yeah, it, it's kind of difficult. Like it's like, like the only sort of problem I ran into, well, not problem, but I'm climbing a vine. And it's like, shape the pro controller to climb faster. So it's like, oh, I guess I'm doing this. So you're just shaking this controller as you're pressing all the buttons. <laughs> you're like, oh, I wish that I... Because... I, because X, X, Y, and A, B do the same thing. So, I wish they just used all the buttons. Yeah, they really should have. You know, um, I think that's I think that's the main argument from most people. Mm. Uh, it's it's one of those mini gripes that a lot of people have. Though, it, it was the same thing about Zelda, where, like, you had, like, a bunch of mini gripes. Like, oh, I don't like being, uh, being weaponless because my weapons break sort of thing it's like well you have to plan around that like the game teaches you to plan around that yeah but in Zelda that was a major mechanic where this is just can you please map this to a button well yeah but it's a major mechanic if you want to do certain things in the game too like that's that's the thing you see some crazy videos online already of people doing stuff like skipping Cooper races by like a whole minute because they've got their jump tech on point Mm. do you know what I mean like um, I love how you say jump tech well, that's what it is. Game. Because it's like a, a, a general jump command is like A, 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 wall jump, cappy throw, jump off, cappy throw, long jump. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be, te- and, and depending on how you do it too, you're going to be technical with it. It's just, that's what it's always no- been known as, is jump tech when you're going to do something complicated with the jump. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, I believe you. And like, 
especially I know I know I know this is a first world problem, but like speed running. <laughs> I I tried to do I tried to do the bunch of couple levels with a uh pro controller, but I feel like that's probably not the most optimal method because the way game the motion controls are set out. So it makes a difference for the fact that I can't assign certain things to buttons, which mm. sucks. I understand that they want uh they don't want people to do that because they're kind of like, well, it defeats the purpose of what we've put in the game. It feels like you've got more control of Cappy when you do it this way. It's like, no, not really. Yeah. If I, I think if you mapped if you mapped like the spin attack with Cappy, you're like, why? You'd just be invincible. <laughs> like <laughs> it gives you you know a risk reward type of thing. Where if you don't th- waggle yourself correctly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know you don't perform the action. Yeah, anymore. I noticed with like the pro control, I'm like, I like, do the slap to the side thing and sometimes he just throws it normally I'm like no then I've got one hand off the controller and he's just done a normal throw I'm like oh there's all these goombas around me I'm like oh yeah yeah like when you when you think of it from that perspective it is it is a major flaw that it relies on the, the motion control so much mm. um but again I suppose it depends on your view on how you want to run the game um whether you go for fastest times or whether you want to go for completions or like if it even matters to you at all, I suppose. I just want all the stuff. Well, don't I'll we get all, there eventually. Don't we all want all of the stuff? I see uh, Brian Altano from uh, IGN. He posted a picture of it. He's got all the moons. Yeah, she. Jeez, yeah, crazy, crazy yeah, man. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, look, look, I can, I can, uh, I can warrant this. This is to do with my job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I probably would have gone ahead and done it too if I didn't have Hyrule uh, Warriors Fire Emblem Warriors sitting there yeah you know I'm kind of looking at it going hmm I really wanted to play Year 2 <laughs> yeah. I brought them both home on the same day I'm like I feel like I want to play them both but we all know I'm going to be playing Odyssey <laughs> for the next 40 hours and so it happened yeah I bought a Warriors like the weekend it came out before Odyssey and it was just because like it had like one of those weeks. I'm like, I want to buy something. It made me feel better. <laughs> I bought it and played it for like half an hour. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll get back. I'll get there eventually. It's downloaded yeah. and saved. Yeah, it's just Mario sitting there, and you know, you just grabbing your attention. Mario's essential gaming, whereas Warriors is just like well, a bit of, a bit of yeah filler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad I'm glad Nintendo have a relationship like that with Koei Tecmo, though. That's a pretty big thing, really. Don't know why they released it one week before Odyssey. They, oh, God, nice. You know, I they, think... They should have spaced it out a bit. I think everybody's asking that question because they were kind of just like... The thing is the thing is with Warriors games is they're so easy to get out. Like, yeah. they all have they all have a very similar engine. There's almost no changes to it. The only thing you've really got to change to a Warriors game is the aesthetics, maybe add some things to it. You know, give, it, give, give us a different landscape to Rome. You know, that's a Warriors game. That's generally how they are. It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter the thematics of them. In this one, you've got the the rock paper scissors mechanic from oh, Fire yeah. Emblem and stuff in there, so it's not quite just well swap it over. But I mean, there's sort of rock paper scissor scissor mechanics in other Warriors games as well. So it's not okay. Yeah. I I understand like the difference sort of thing, but if you if you the difference is, is if you play those games technically well. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if there's a rock, rock paper, scissors, scissors mechanic. You, you're gonna win anyway. You're just like I'm rock, but I'm gonna bash the shit out of you, bloody paper, and <laughs> <laughs> grind the shit out of you on the pavement. You know? So it hasn't been long. I don't know if I can make a 
decision here, but where does it rank in 3D Mario's for you? I mean, um, the pro- the problem is this with the ranking in a game like this is that nostalgia always gets the best of you. Like, you think of, like, Mario 64 or Mario Sunshine. Both of them were phenomenal games, in my opinion. And they both have their own little things that you can do with them that just made them so fantastic. Like, yeah. um, Sunshine had probably the best movement mechanics in any Mario game I've ever played. I loved Sunshine because Flood added so much to it. Mm. Um, Mario 64 had some of the most memorable level design in any game I've ever played. Like, yeah, definitely. If anybody, if anybody doesn't remember Bomb on Battlefield, like, you'd be crazy, right? Like, Bomb on Battlefield's pretty iconic. That's my favourite level, just to go in and muck around in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's Bomb on Battlefield. <laughs> like, that's just... It, it's just the level it was designed to be. Um, and... But the thing is... The thing is with Odyssey... Uh, Odyssey. Odyssey. Sorry. Odyssey. Is that it... It combines all those elements and becomes a jack of all trades in regard. Like it has, it has some complicated movement mechanics which make it feel like you're testing your skill a little bit, which is great. That's fantastic. You don't you think the um, movement in Odyssey feels better than Sunshine? I don't think so. You don't? No. Okay. There, there's a reason for that, and that's because, um, look, end of the day, uh, Mario is a lot more flexible in Odyssey. Hmm. But your general range of movement is much better in Sunshine. You spray a little bit of water on the ground and then dive onto that. You go sliding like a friggin' rocket. You yeah. know what I mean? And from that, you can jump, wall kick, spin jump, whatever. Yeah, like, right. all the different heights and stuff like that. Just the speed of getting around levels in Sunshine was so satisfying, I feel. And that was the first game Spin Jump was introduced into. Yeah. And Spin Jump is such a good thing. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, I, I feel like... Again, Odyssey is a little more mechanical in it, but I feel like it just there's just something about Sunshine that feels so satisfying. It could be even like with even without Flood, you have those puzzles that are without Flood and Sunshine, where it tests your mechanics with just Mario. They have mm-hmm. that sort of thing in Odyssey as well with yeah. Cappy, but they're nowhere near as satisfying as Sunshine's. Yeah, Sunshine's were nuts. Sunshine's Sunshine. were nuts. That was yeah. so good. You know what I mean? So. The the testing your ability thing, I just think Sunshine wins in that category for me. Honestly, I know I know a lot of people don't hold Sunshine with a massive regard. It's probably like if you were to if you were to take sixty four Sunshine Galaxy and Odyssey now and put them all together, there would be a lot of people out there that would say Sunshine is their least favorite out of the four. Yeah, I bet most people would say that. Most people would say that. Mm. I absolutely agree. But in saying that, um, I think that it probably still is last on the list for me but in by all means in a very low 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 amount I guess yeah. <laughs> couldn't find a word for it but even the game at the bottom of the list is still like a phenomenal oh, game it's stellar I, lo- I love I talking love about Sunshine. 3D Mario games so. yeah. and that GameCube controller damn so good for Sunshine it was. It was. You know. It was. If if it wasn't just made for Smash, it was also made for Sunshine. You know. You got a big ass A button. Just... Yeah. I hope uh, it gets a HD remake. Oh, I or really even just a HD port with a few touch ups. Can we just get Virtual Console Game Boy games? Uh, Game Boy, GameCube. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, Game Boy Two. Game just... Boy Two. Yeah. Virtual Console everything, please, Nintendo. 
<laughs> you get in your arcade archives. That's fun. But you know, to play to play something like Sunshine again would be so refreshing and good. I love yeah. I love Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah, Sunshine probably be at the bottom of my list just because it's the one I'm least experienced with. I guess. I mean, that's the thing. Again, going going back to that topic on where it, where it ranks in the list is that Odyssey is a jack of all trades. You know, Mario sixty four had the most memorable level design, and I feel like. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine had some of the best gameplay sort of thing because I don't care what anybody says I love Flood (laughs) but um, it's really hard to rank them but if I was going to put it I I would almost say that Odyssey is probably one of my favourite 3D Marios of all time if you put put nostalgia aside Mm. I I would say it'd probably be the top of the list (laughs) yeah when I think of uh, deciding if I like it better than Mario 64 or Galaxy I sort of want to think about it for a bit. I can't do it just a week after, and you, I dare say you can't as well. No, no, you absolutely, th- yeah. Like, I th- I think, honestly, you need, like, a full year to be like... Yeah, to that appreciate was, it. To, like, go, yeah, that was... That fantastic. was a hell of a game. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, That's why I feel so sorry for reviewers. Just, like, playing it in the one weekend, you're like, is this a 10 or a 9? No, I don't know. It's bloody fun, but... I mean, the only, the, un- the only thing is just with reviewers, and I hate to say it, but, like reviewers will take the crap out of anything and put the praise on anything they like that or they either get paid that or they get paid to give a good review like it i understand there are there are in integrity with uh some reviewers out there and whatever but you know no no one gets paid to give a good review i think you're questioning that one a bit some are, like you think about it you think about some games in history that are just god awful you talking about like Joe Blow and his blog or like IGN GameSpot oh well Games Radar <laughs> yeah I mean you you think about it there are some horrible games in history that have gotten good scores and they're just not good games well the re- reviewer might be like oh yeah it's a cool guy it's a cool game maybe he got a nice he might have been paid out might have been given like a Free linen from Capcom. <laughs> free linen. Yeah, free linen. So cool. Capcom will get giving me linen, so I'll give them a good review. It's just like, yeah, no, nah, it's a, good, a great game. They go to his house. It's just like Capcom bed sheets. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know what I mean. There's, there's sometimes there is ways to sweeten the deal. I got you. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's that's all I'm trying to say. Um, I think I think the only way you're going to judge a game is whether you play it and you're like, eh. That's that's a good game, or that's a, that's a shit game. For a, for a pretty recent example, I suppose is Sonic Forces came out what yesterday. I've heard good things. I've heard good and bad things. I've only heard like I think it was just like an. I haven't heard much, but it's just like I'd heard like a five out of ten review. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right for a Sonic game. Yeah, you know, but that's again that gauges on whether you're the type of person because if it is coming from a personal standpoint and by the way not 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 a sonic activist here i'm not a very frequent player of sonic games at all i played generations and that was good but you know had sonic in it two sonics it had two sonics in it this one has two sonics too Whoa. and Jerosi. That that's what they're doing there it's like it's you know double the sonic yeah <laughs> it makes people want it you know um, that'll get them addicted but the thing is is that like in my opinion just looking at it I'm kind of just like you know it kind of looks like Generations but with OC character weirdness yeah and you can make your own character and 
you know, it, it might be okay. It might be okay. But, you know, places are giving it a 5 out of 10. But that's because, like, you know, we just recently also had Sonic Mania, which got ske- stellar scores because it was classic Sonic, and that's, you know, the only thing that yeah. most Sonic fans want. Nostalgia boner. Yeah. The big old nostalgia boner. <laughs> but, you know, you look at it from that perspective, you're like, oh. Yeah. But going going back to Mario and the fact... <laughs> Sorry, it just went no, no, it's cool. It's a this is a conversational show. It's fun. <laughs> going going back to Mario on that standpoint, it's like you know we're getting five out of fives, ten out of tens, five out of five, ten out of ten, five out of fives, one hundreds out of one hundred. I've only I've only seen like tens and nines. I haven't seen now, some places rate this shit five out of five. Oh, out of five. Who said five out of ten? No, five oh, out of ten. Apologies. No. Yeah. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Nothing. Discrediting Mario. I'm not discrediting Mario. How dare you? um i you know a lot of people a lot of people are obviously going to give mario odyssey you know a high r score like they did with zelda because they were two phenomenal games high r score cool high r score you know they, they were two phenomenal games they come out this year this year is killer for nintendo because not only did they release a killer console out of like despite of out of everyone's doubts and like the right Joy-Con doesn't work on launch day, <laughs> you know, which they fixed, as far as I'm concerned. Um, they, they've beaten all odds. They've released a phenomenal lineup for the first year, and it's not even been a full year yet. Yeah. And like, w- w- when the reviews come out for Mario's, like, getting 10s and 9s and, like, really high scores, I was like, yeah, I wasn't surprised at all. No, yeah. Whereas Zelda at the start of the year, when they when the 10s started rolling out, I'm like, oh... Like I was surprised, well, not surprised, but I was. That's because a bit it's such a shock from that. It's because you knew there was a shift in the formula coming. Yeah, you know that. That's that, <laughs> that was the difference between the two. Is Mario is like Mario. They're like, yeah, you're gonna love it because it's like Mario sixty four. There's a shift in the formula coming. Well, it, 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 they're like, you're gonna love it because it's like Mario sixty four and sunshine. That's what they said. That's pretty much what they're like. This, that's pretty much what Odyssey's going to be. Yeah. But with Zelda, it was like, we're being really different with this one and people are like sceptical sort of thing. The problem with... The thing is, is that like, you've got these two games lined up this year and this is a big talk on everyone's mind at the moment is which one is going to end up game of the year. Yeah. God knows God knows if it's even going to be Mario or Zelda, but if you had to pick out of the two... That, that's the scary thing because people like us were like, were like, we loved both games. It's going to split us. Then something like something like Persona or Horizon will come up and maybe win it. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you know, Persona Five was an incredible game. Mm. <laughs> I love Persona Five, um, but like when you look at it from the perspective that these are the two highest scoring games of the year, pretty much. Um, the way the way it's going to split people is it's like people are going to be like, "Nah, fuck Zelda, they changed too much," <laughs> or you know, "Nah, nah fuck Mario, Mario's boring." No. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's very, uh, very, yeah. I elaborate way to put it. I, I can't. I can't really fault Mario because it did everything right. Do you know? What I, do you know what I mean? But I think the shift. Well, everything right in the person's nostalgic eyes. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't think there's anything that they changed in there that could make anybody that has a nostalgia for Mario go, "Ooh, this isn't the Mario I remember." Whereas Zelda was experimental, and it turned out to be for the better for most people. But the difference is, is that the difference is in depending whether Mario wins it or Zelda wins it is going to be how many people in the Legend of Zelda side are like, I don't like this. I want my traditional Zelda. 
Mm. I want my traditional nostalgic Zelda. I don't hear that too much, though. I don't hear many people. I hear it, I hear it from some people. There are yeah. some people that are just like, no contest for me. I hate Breath of the Wild. I'm just like, how can you hate Breath of the Wild? Mm. I just remember after Skull Sword, I'm like, this needs to change. Yeah, shit, yeah. Because, like, like, you, you, can, you can just, like... You can see just the framework of the game. Do this, do this, do that. Now do this, do this, do that. And just like rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that like Mario does almost the same thing, but the the way the game is designed is, is much better. It's not super story focused and you want to explore the levels with your jumping and your, mm. your memorable controls, which is something that I said at the start, like, the controls in Odyssey are just memorable as shit. Like, I remembered everything from an old Mario game. Yeah. But, like, in Zelda, in something that's, you know, so story-driven and player-driven and you kind of just, like, I feel like I'm making an impact on an entire land and not just saving a princess from a turtle sort of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you feel like you're saving the land of Hyrule sort of thing. It's kind of just like, well, if you watch, you know, wash rinse repeating the same shit, over and over and again it doesn't look good mm. and I don't know again backing on Skyward Sword I don't know how anybody can crack shits at Breath of the Wild after Skyward Sword that was the last big Zelda game we had on a home console yeah well Breath of the Wild was what I wanted because I could not do another Zelda game like just following the same formula like it was no I'm 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 going to disagree with you on that. I don't think I don't think the formula for Zelda can go sit in the trash like the old formula. Yeah. But I at the same time it was becoming too similar to Mario. Do you know what I mean? That seems really weird to say. It I know. Does, yeah. But I can see um, where you're coming from there. It, it's following a path too hard. Yeah. The thing is, is that Mario, Mario and Zelda had such a really awkward shift near the end of the, like the Wii and the uh, Wii U's general life. Um, yeah, Mario, Mario had no 3D game, and Zelda kind of just what about 3D World. It's in the title. Yeah, but it, it's not the it's not a sandbox. It's like no, the thing it wasn't, is, but it's still a 3D game. Oh, I'll, I'll nah. still I'll still count there's a 3D game when I was talking about. It's not as extravagant as Galaxy. Games. Like, how can you look at 3D World and go, and then look at Galaxy and go, these two are the same sort of genre of a Mario game. Yeah, they but- are technically, but Galaxy is much better. Don't lie to me. Oh no, I I like Galaxy one and two a lot more than World. <laughs> you know but, what I mean. Then. But I still really loved World. I didn't. <laughs> We've talked about that before. We have. Like, I've, I've finished World, and I'm like, yeah, it's a Mario game, but, like, again, like, 3D Land was on the 3DS, you know? I really liked that one as well. That was good. That, that That's kind of where it belonged, sort of thing. I didn't really enjoy it on home console, because nobody gave a shit enough to play multiplayer. Yeah. I, I found World really, like, it just elaborated on um, Land a lot more, and it was a lot better game, but... <sighs> yeah, but it is a weaker Mario title. Compare it to Odyssey. Uh, compare it to Odyssey. Compare it to Galaxy. Compare it to Galaxy too. But they're some of the ge- best games ever made. It's sort of hard to judge them against. Exactly, them. but that still means that's yes. a low point for yeah. Mario. Okay, like, like, uh, like that. It's it's kind of like the comparison you did for Sunshine, where it's like it's such a good game, but it's down it's down at the bottom. Yeah, but GameCube. 
Like, I love the GameCube, but unfortunately it is where that resided, and that was one of Nintendo's weaker consoles. It was it was nice having the multiplayer, though. Like, I didn't use it. <laughs> I did, because when I was playing it, people come over and like, hey, wait a second, this game's actually... Multiplayer. Mo- multiplayer, so... Yeah, we did that, and we jumped around, and it was it was good fun. It was it's completely different. Yeah, but nobody gave a shit with me. Like it really, it was really <laughs> codependent at the time. It was like, hey, look, I bought Mario. I finished Mario 3D World in a day. Legend. It, it took me 16 hours, 100 percented, I think. Oh, except for some coins. 100 percent. Fuck, you're a legend, aren't you? It really didn't. <laughs> it didn't take much effort. It really didn't take much effort. And I remember. For that reason, it was kind of just like, well, I'm done with this now. I've played my 16 hours and finished it completely. Did you do the very last level? Yes. That was pretty hard. I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> the whole point of the game was like, hey, you want to play multiplayer? It's like, but I finished finished it in 16 hours and now I don't want to play it anymore. <laughs> it's not going to make it any more appealing going back and playing multiplayer. Yeah. Be interesting going back to it now, maybe. <laughs> but you, 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 I don't know. You see what I mean? Like during the end of the end of the Wii's life and the Wii U's duration, like Mario and Zelda were in a weird place. Well, Zelda was non-existent, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, that's Mar- why I said end of Wii because Skyward Sword. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and we didn't have a sandbox or pretty Mario like Galaxy, I suppose, like solo experience Mario. Had- we will call it. Yeah, it didn't knock anyone's socks off. It didn't knock anyone's socks off at all. You know what I mean? Like, And now that we're on the Switch, we get two in the same year at the same time. It's like, we'll never see it again. We'll, yeah, it'll, it'll never happen again. We'll never have a... a <laughs> yeah, everyone remember that 2017 for Nintendo will be a long ways away. It, it is, won't happen again. It is, Don't expect it next year. <laughs> it is easily one of the best years in Nintendo in decades. I think it is the best year. Because you've never, we've never had a launch of a console be so damn successful in and <laughs> get this this amount of quality games well yeah because we kind of get left in the lurch and it's like mm. you're gonna be waiting for smash do you remember the wii u's first year yeah. how depressing was that <laughs> don't remind me well, because every- i have so much fond memories of the software on the wii u but i always forget that none of it happened in the first year well, when did it come out 2012 and like yeah. the year when we were really happy was like mario kart and smash Oh yeah, that was 2014. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. two two years later. Yeah, or a year and a bit, I guess. It certainly took its while, but then again, I was satisfied with things like Wind Waker HD. So, yeah, I can't complain too much. But again, riding on nostalgia, that's uh, generally how they got my attention. Yeah, Nintendo's good at that. Well, but anyway. Back to the forefront, it's like try, trying to see which one of them hangs on Game of the Year is going to be really hard for me, personally. I'm not sure, sh- yeah. I want to hang it on Zelda because I feel like Zelda had the had the audacity to try and make a change and I feel like it worked so well. Like, I love Breath of the Wild and I still go back to it today. We're getting DLC for it for free tomorrow, I don't know if you saw that. Oh yeah, the... Uh, the, re- uh, the Rex costume and side quest. That's pretty cool, I hope the side, side quest is... Uh, it'd probably be small. I really, I, I really want to go back to Zelda now, but I've dug in tomorrow. I really want to yeah, engage get a, it, get a definite answer. Well, my definite answer is still probably Zelda. Like I, I okay, I, I've put a hundred and hundred and seventy hours into Zelda. I think mm. there's no way I'm going to put a hundred and seventy hours into Mario to finish it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could. The thing is, with Zelda, unless, is unless like, you get really lost on a star. Well, I mean, it's like... Or a moon, whatever. The, yeah. pro- the the thing is, it's like... 
the content in, the content is like the content in Mario is like here's 800 and you know I think it's like 865 or something or someone close to that moons mm. there's that many Koroks in the game let alone like shrines and shit like that I feel like the content is so much more expansive in Zelda that keeps my time attached to it so much longer yeah I know you get jack shit for it from Koroks don't get me wrong. I know that Koroks are not great, and but... they're not—they're not that fun to hunt down either. No, they're not. I know they're not that fun to hunt down either. But like, the thing is, is that in the end, it's like if I don't want to hunt Koroks, I've got shrines I can do. Hmm. In in Mario, there's a very clear objective, and that is hunt moons. Yeah, generally. Yeah, uh, what's what stands out to me months removed from Zelda, I still remember that feeling of like climbing a mountain and looking around, seeing, just a, seeing a massive view, and and seeing a shrine and go. There's one. Yep. And you jump off, glide down to it, and you're doing it. Yep. And that's something... Just bring up uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I was playing that a couple of weekends ago, and you sort of, I sort of do the same thing. You're up the top, you're looking around, you're like, huh, I want to go there. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I actually jumped down and died. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I've been, I've got to try and work, work my way down. And a lot of the time in that game, it's like putting you towards like story checkpoints and mm-hmm. other checkpoints and I'm like it it really just nulled the nulled the experience yeah just the sense of discovering things took you out of it so a little that, bit that's something Zelda did really well was just allowing you to do the discovery yeah yeah whereas a lot of games these days like, like just Assassin's Creed a lot of Ubisoft games are just you just go to that location yeah you're just ticking off a checkbox yeah. and also something in Zelda like Zelda's probably w- I think this is. I think this is the most special thing about this game. Is it's one of the only games where if my save file got deleted, I wouldn't care. Yeah, absolutely. Because like all all of the experience, it's not experience points. It's not anything like that. It's just like you remembering what's where, what characters are where. Like it's just all in your head. Yeah, yeah. Like you'll be you'll be pretty. I guess you'll be pretty annoyed. Like oh, I've got to do. I've got to do all that again. The shrines just to get your hearts and your stamina, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. like. You'll probably know, like, okay, you know, to tackle this area to get the sword, you'll tackle this certain beast to make it e- maybe easier to do this thing. Like, you sort of know what you're doing around Hyrule. Yeah, yeah, once you've done it the first time. Yeah, and the, the initial discovery of all those things is just so special. I mean, I've, I've, I've restarted uh, Breath of the Wild so many times, but that's not because I'm like, oh, I've stuffed this up and I want to go back and do it a different way. It's the curiosity of going, what if I did this... Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I know not many people have me on Facebook or whatever, but I actually posted a video the other day where I found a special interaction with like Sidon. I had found a way to scale the mountain around uh, Zora's domain, oh, so yeah. oh, I went. Yeah. Yeah. I went and talked to Sidon first. I scaled my way up the mountain, flew, uh, flew down to Zora's domain, went and spoke to the king first to see what if he would say anything. He's kind of just like, "Oh, hi." <laughs> like who are you are you Hyrulean or something and then like I went down to the main gates and Sidon was like where the fuck is he and then he turned around <laughs> he turned around and he's like ah oh, how the hell did you get here <laughs> I'm like ooh it's yeah. so cool how they just yeah it's, it's, yeah, account for those scenarios yeah they do yeah They're like you know most games would be like well you have to follow this path if you want to continue the story but in Zelda, it's like Sidon's already waiting there, so you just go and walk up behind him. He's just like, "Whoa, I didn't expect you to come up from behind me. Where the hell have you been?" <laughs> sort mm. of thing. I'm like, "Wow, yeah." 
That's cool. And the fact that I can share that now on the Switch with a 30-second clip is... Mm, haven't actually used it yet. I use I it all the time. I love it. <laughs> I've had nothing where I'm like, I want to share that with my... I mean, the good, the good thing is, is it's the last 30 seconds. So if you yeah. if you pull something off like out of the blue and you're just like, oh God, I need to share that. Mm. You know, you can just... Doop. I like I like the way it works too because on the PlayStation, you press the share button, brings up a menu, takes you out your game for like ages yeah. to edit. Yeah. On the Switch, just like it seems to... It's so fast and easy. Don't you just press it and it does a little load thing and that's it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that seems cool. It's so fast. Yeah. And then you're like, if you want to, you pause your game, go to your gallery, you can edit and post it. Yeah. You, you don't have to stop for jack shit. You, you just keep going. It's really good. It's the best way I've seen it handled. Mm. Like, I know, you, granted, yes, it's only 30 seconds. I know the PlayStation could do more backwards, but like, if you're just trying to capture a gameplay moment. Yeah, if, if, if it's for like, they're only intending like little short things to post on Twitter. You know, you put putting it putting it in something like Breath of the Wild where you do something stupid and it just turns out to work for you like Yeah. I don't know, you you, you take a guardian using a raft all the way to like a moblin camp and then it just starts <laughs> shooting the moblins. You know, thirty seconds is the that's enough for something like that. Because <laughs> you get the context, you're like, Oh Jesus Christ, this guardian's gonna screw up those moblins. Really bad. Yeah. You know. Um it's been it's been a magical little feature for me to use. I've, I've posted a couple of videos of Facebook using, it and it's really good. Yeah, you know, it's it's the best way I've seen it handled in a console so far. Because it doesn't take you out of it. You can just. Yeah, I don't know how they going. do it on the Xbox. I never even thought about how they do it on the Xbox. <sighs> I don't. I don't know either. But oh, I think you ho- you're holding the button, then you go sh- share. I don't know. Oh uh, well, I know with Connect you go Xbox record that, and it does essentially the same thing. Yeah, but the thing is, is that now the Connect is dead. <laughs> Yeah, it's been dead for a, since it came out. Oh, I, th- I think they, I think they said they're stopping yeah, production, li- literally officially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which sucks because, like, the thing is, is I think the Connect is a really good little tool. I don't give a shit about the games for it, but like talking to your Connect and using voice commands, that's fine. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's good for that matter. I wouldn't pay two hundred dollars for it. Whoops, but Sorry. I wouldn't pay two hundred dollars for a Connect. But you know, the the little niche things out of it, you're just like, well. Hey. Mm. Um, but no, with, with the Switch, it was just so damn easy, and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Let's go back to Breath of the Wild. Uh, like, all these months removed from it, my opinion's only probably gotten better of it. So, yeah. I would ideally like to give the same amount of time to Mario to sort of work out what I think. I don't know. I don't think you're going to get the same amount of time out of it, though. Like, again, coming back to it, it's kind of like... It's not about the amount of time I get out of it. It's just the amount of joy and fun I oh, get Oh, no, but you, you kind of just like, I want to give the same amount of time of, to appreciate Mario sort of thing. It's like, yeah, it's I like think you're going to... Fine one. You'll find your appreciation in Mario a lot quicker in comparison to Breath of the Wild. Because Breath of the Wild is so big, you're going to have to spend more time on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, in saying that... Uh, the rivalry between the two at the moment, even though they're you know they're buddy buddies, yeah, they're uh, best friends. Yeah, well, they, they yeah. are. That's not a lie. Yeah, in Smash Bros, they uh, have a... they come together and beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, it's, it's a good sport though. Yeah, it's all in good sport. Yeah, of course, of course, yes, of course. Um, you know, coming down to it, they're both they're both pretty much perfect games in my opinion, and like it's going to be so hard 
for me to... I'm going to be sitting there when the Game Awards are happening. I'm going to be chewing my fingernails. <laughs> like, And then I'll go, this year's winner is Persona 5. And then I'm going to be like, well, I mean, I like that game too. So that's fine. <laughs> but still what? <laughs> you know, um, but it's it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really difficult. I mean, if like, another game wins it, like as long as it's a deserving game, there's been so many awesome games this year. I mean, the thing is, it's is like crazy. last year there was almost no contest. Like Overwatch just smashed shit. Yeah, the Game Awards last year, but because it's Overwatch, Overwatch did as well as it did because it's a good multiplayer game. Took the world by storm, and also last year was, eh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? It smashed it, sort of thing. This year, it's kind of like, well, I mean... Every publisher has, like, an awesome game. Yeah. Or, or two. Yeah. Or three. Yeah. yeah. Like, just look at Bethesda, Sony, like, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome games. They all have... Yeah, they all have a nuts lineup. You know, even Square Enix came out with Nier Automata, and that that yeah. went off the chain, yeah. sort of thing. You know, it's, it's, it's a difficult year, but I just... Just based on general average of scores, Nintendo have a real big lead in it. Mm. I just think they've just been so damn successful this year, it's going to be really hard to top them. Mm. It's been a hell of a comeback. Oh, yeah. Considering considering the woes we were having with the Wii U not long ago. Yeah, I, like, I was at, like, at PAX, the Nintendo booth was just massive. Yeah. And last year, it was so small. They had... um. I remember one of the games like Mario Tennis there. I'm like, this is... <laughs> oh, I don't care. <laughs> and like, they had like a couple of 3DS with, uh, 3DSs with Yoko Watch. I'm like, oh my God, this is this is dire. But just, they've completely 180. Yeah. yeah. 100%. They've brought out an awesome piece of hardware with awesome games. Uh, like the indie support is just phenomenal. Their third party is slowly getting there. Yep, Absolutely. Oh no! I'm not going to say that. I was gonna, I was gonna bring up EA again. We'll, we'll leave. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll leave that. The eternal damnation of subjects. Yeah. Good old, good old EA. I, I, um, I really need to go next year. I really need to go next year. Mm. You know? I want to. Uh, yeah, I want you to come to PAX next year, and I want to actually do something. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's, whether it's we take a microphone and a camera, or. So ooh. what do you think about PAX? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my son alone. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, what? No. What I'd love to do is do like a live panel. Oh like, yeah. Do it. Do it. Do this show live. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've we've got a bit to work out and stuff. Obviously. Oh and I, yeah. I imagine getting a panel at PAX would be like super hard. Like two <laughs> randoms just come up like, hey, can we have a panel for our podcast? <laughs> I mean, I I would I would love to do like a sponsor thing with like Audio Technica and just be like, yeah. Let's do that, but like, well, the, the hungry gamers did. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. so good. It'd be so good. I want to do that. I want to do that one year, but you know, that's well, that's future thinking. Well, we'll keep we'll keep sitting in this bedroom and talking to our microphones. And... Yeah. Do we want to talk about Fire Emblem real quick? Yeah, go into it. Might as well splash it out because it was the other thing that was released the same week, and we haven't talked about it yet. That's right. Yes. I can't okay. That fast. Um. So so far, I'm really loving it. Um, it, it is, again, just another General Warriors game. I understand that people... There's some people where that niche doesn't fit in with them. But um, I think it's a really solid third-party release with a first-party IP. Um, and Koei Tecmo have done another wonderful job like they did with Horror Warriors. And I really love it. 
Um, I've got a lot more to go into it in saying that, but, um, you know, they, they really incorporate like the feeling of Fire Emblem in that game to a pretty large degree, I feel, you know, giving you the tactics options and stuff like that, the leveling up then, and yeah, that's cool. You know, the stats, ding, 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 ding. I feel like I'm growing stronger. You know, <laughs> you know it, it does, it does feel like Fire Emblem still, but in a more action based setting. And I think like a lot of people want to see Fire Emblem in that regard sort of thing. I'm pretty sure years ago, I'm like, I want a Fire Emblem game, but I want, I want like a hack and slash Fire Emblem game. So, so you can appreciate it a bit more than a strategy game. I mean, I like, I like strategy. I don't love strategy. Yeah, I like strategy, and I don't love strategy too. Yeah. The thing, the thing that catches me with Fire Emblem, like I still want to buy, I still want to buy um, Fates, really bad. But I, I just, it, it's one of those things I never get around to. Yeah. Um, because I really enjoyed Awakening. Awakening was solid. It was a really good game. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big old tactics person. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, it, it just shows, shows to me that I really appreciate all the effort that they do that a, they put into the characters they have a, yeah, fantastic characters and fantastic settings and oh yeah like Awakening did it so well mm. I'm looking forward to the Switch game so am I so am I hopefully yeah. that's yeah. Uh, I'm good. not sure if you're gonna, any, gonna get any more iconic than Chrom but you know I know in recent years obviously I'm talking about yes I know Marth and Ike ex- uh, Ike existed but like Chrom <laughs> He blew everyone's minds off. Can't believe he'd never made it to Smash. Of course he didn't make it to Smash. Lucina. Lucina. Everybody wanted a female, like, prince, as you would call them. Yeah. Um, because the princes of Fire Emblem are the only ones that make it into those games. So it's kind of like, well... Is, was Ike a prince? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I never played that one, so... Didn't you? You didn't play Awakening? No, not Awakening. Ike. Oh, Ike. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's not... Is he a prince? I th- Oh, he actually, I haven't like played Radiant Dawn, so that's really hard for me to answer. Fake fan? I'm not a fake fan. I just didn't have it on GameCube <laughs> because it was near unobtainable here. Yeah, you know what I mean. I had a GameCube, I just couldn't fucking find Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn. At that age, you probably weren't into Fire Emblem yet, either, were you? Well, no, but you know, if it was recommended to me at the same time, like I never saw it on the shelves. So I can, I can guarantee you that. No. You know, um, if it did come out here, it's probably out for like a week before it disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, w- I would just call them prince characters out of principle, non-pun- <laughs> no pun intended, because Marth, Marth is there. You know, <laughs> Corrin, fucking Crom, whatever. You know, they're the main ones with the Falchion, fucking whatever sort of thing. <laughs> pun? Don't <laughs> Right. The Falchion, you know, the sword that Marth uses, that Lucini uses, that Crom uses. I think it's, don't worry. I think you said the Falcon. Well, it it is almost the same thing. Falchion, Falchion, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's the same thing. But like, uh, they wanted that, but they wanted a female one to be in the game, a female representation, and this was obviously before Corrin. Yeah. So it was kind of like, well, I mean, who do we put in the game? And it's like, well, you know, people seem to really like Lucina. Yeah. And that's Crom's daughter, so it kind of works. But all the fo- new Fire Emblem characters, females, like... Because you did have the option for... Well, you had the Corrin. option for Corrin, yeah. Then you had Lucina. And you had the option for the OC in... What's his face, yeah. Warriors, which... I, I Sorry, I still haven't memorized the names yet, so... Mm. You know what I mean? Um, 
So I think they're heading towards that route where they're giving you the choice, which is perfectly fine by me because, you know, I, I having the option to do certain things with your main character in those games is really important. And Robin, I should mention. Yeah. Obviously. Um, it's it's really important because, like, especially with the marriage systems and the relationship systems and stuff like that, you really want to work with your own character. Yeah. You know, you feel like the personal growth in there is, like, judged by you so hard and... You want to marry your waifu <laughs> or your husband or whatever. It's like, I want to marry you because I'm going to get some sick kids out of you. Yeah, and then you end up getting like, <laughs> then you end up getting your kids and kids from Fire Emblem Awakening who just kind of appear out of nowhere. Yeah, I got um, who did I end up getting married to? The redhead girl. What a name. Um, what a name. All I've got in my mind is Sue. It's not Sue. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. No, she's in Fire Emblem Warriors. Is she? Yeah. I forgot her name. She's a Pegasus Knight. Um, 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 God. It's skipped my mind. Was it God? It's God. It's Jesus Christ himself. God, I'm going to remember it immediately after the podcast. I'm going to hate myself, but yes, I do know. I do know the one you're talking about. I will send your angry uh, rage to Bryce at Bryce DeWitt on Twitter. At Bryce DeWitt on Twitter, send me a hate mail. A hate mail. It starts with a C. <laughs> Damn it! I hate it. I hate it when I can't remember characters. No rude words either. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, we said it starts with a C. I don't know. That's where my that's where my mind went. Oh, well. All right, Bryce. I think uh, it's time to end the show. Hour and four minutes. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, Bryce, when you're on the Twitter, when you're writing the uh, ab- abuse to uh, famous people like uh, Elton John, uh, what Twitter handle do you use? At Bryce DeWitt on Twitter. <laughs> Elton John, I'm coming for you. All right. What else? Oh, not really. I like you. Yeah, what did Elton John ever do to you? He didn't do anything. <laughs> he wrote some good music. Yeah, yeah. Crocodile Rock is a favourite of mine. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And you can find me at idruby on Twitter, and the show at the House of Mario. At the House of Mario. All right, we're going to end the show like we always do with some cool Nintendo tunes. We call it Nintendo Jukebox because we're original like that. We're so original. This one is called Dead Kong. It's a remix of the DK rap. Yeah, boy. It's by MC Fresh Dog. <laughs> yeah, 3, boy. And sounds like a meme lord, and I love it already. It does. I re- I really like this one. I was jamming to it like I always say every week. I was jamming to it in my car. I literally listen to these like I find something I like and I listen to it about a hundred times in the car. Yep. But and this one's it, it's good. But in the middle, it just they put Gundam style into it for some reason. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, why'd you do that? Memes, bro. But it's just it's, uh, memes. Anyway. It doesn't. It doesn't matter the context as long as it's just memes. That's just how memes work. That's true. All right, listen to yourself, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we'll catch you next week. I promise we'll catch you next week, Bryce. We'll yeah. They catch us next week. Of course, of course, they'll catch us next week. You're, you're a hard one to get a, get a hold of. Well, right? I mean, I have been. Oh my god, I'm not going over this again. It's good to be back. Okay, shut up. High five. Yes. See you later. I hope you heard that because that was a real high five. That was a poor high five. Yeah, <laughs> right. you should have heard that. Yeah, yeah, I see it. It's a sharp note there <laughs> on Audacity. You heard that high five. Goodbye, everybody. It's Goodbye. great to be back. <laughs>
Here we go. Souls are finally here, performing for you. If you know the words, you can join in too. Put your hands together if you wanna clap. As we take you through this funky rap. He's the leader of the bunch. You know him well. He's finally back to kick some tail. His coconut gun can fire and spurt. If he shoots ya, it's gonna hurt. He's bigger, faster, and stronger too. He's the first member of the DK crew. DK, Donkey Kong, DK. One 